The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I have a tummy ache. <laughs> I thought that is uh, a nationwide problem today. Uh, First of the month. Happy new month. Halloween, of course, yesterday, and uh, almost on cue, rain for Halloween. I know, but it, it held off and it worked out, and it ended up being a uh, an awesome awesome Halloween. Yeah, it was a very Halloweenish night. It was. Yeah. yeah, it was very nice. What was your highlight? Uh, I was at your house. You were, yeah. yeah. This is not my house, though, that we're showing. But um, Molly sent us, uh, this is a Fishmeister family, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, Molly, who uh, works at JTV, she was, uh, they live in Country Club Hills, and they had almost 300 trick-or-treaters. Wow. Every house was decorated. Very cool. There are a lot of creative costumes there that came are. to your door. Yeah, there are. What uh, was your favorite costume? Uh, let's see, probably yours, the uh, Master's Caddy. Yeah, that was, that was good. It was very good. I like the uh, kids that were dressed in, uh, like, fatigues and military uniforms. I thank them for their service. I noticed that, yeah. <laughs> My highlight was the, uh, the Dan Watts family, dressed as the cast of Peter Pan. Ah, did and you get a picture? I didn't get a picture. Um, and not only was the whole family dressed up as Peter Pan, the Watts family had full-size candy bars, and not just full-size candy bars, full-size candy bars you choose. Wow. I know, I know. So we chose a Twix bar. I let the kids pick, and um, the littlest hands could barely get a, a full-size candy bar on Really? Them. Yeah. So I... I felt sorry for the little one, so I gave him. I gave everyone two. Things. Everyone too. Good. Yeah. Um, I actually brought in candy for the whole staff today because <laughs> okay. uh, we had to get it out of our house. It's in that bucket right there, oh. Brandon, and uh, you can help yourself to I it. Had a Did you? Yeah. Mm. That's. We had to get it out of the house. Ella asked last night if she could skip school, and I thought, you know what? No, but <laughs> there shouldn't be school the day after Halloween or work, for that matter. I was looking at uh, Ella's lunch, hot lunch calendar for oh. the month of November. She has no, no school any Friday. I know. It's kind of a joke. But did you read some of the hot lunches? They look good. No, it's not a good hot lunch month. It is not a good <laughs> hot spaghetti. Yeah, that's fine. But today, the day after Halloween, it's beef patty. No one <laughs> wants that the day after Halloween, do they? No, of course not. But we packed a couple little fun-sized candies in her, in mm -hmm. her lunch. The uh, most unusual... Uh, handout last night, I think uh, my grandson and your nephew James received a can of Pepsi at Did some he? house. Really? Yeah. In my neighborhood? I think in the O'Brien's neighborhood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, was, it was very nice. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, Halloween's officially over. It's mm -hmm. over. It's done. Mm -hmm. It's done. No more Halloween. 24 days until Thanksgiving. 
And if you have a 16 pound turkey, you need to begin thawing it on November 21. 53 degrees right now in Jackson, a little bit of clouds and fog to start the morning, but today should be a great day, a high of 64. Normal high for November 1st in Jackson is 54. So we're way above normal all week long. We'll be at 70 by Friday. And what a beautiful month of October, and it's just continuing. Yeah, it ended up being great. So, mm -hmm. hey, have you been on Twitter? Uh, no, I'm done with Twitter. Are you? You mm -hmm. are going to join fellow celebrities Shonda Rhimes, Mick Foley, Brian Koppelman. He's the creator of Billions, mm. one of your favorite shows. Mm -hmm. uh, Eric Larson, Noah, and Tony Braxton, they're leaving Twitter as well mm. um, since the uh, Elon Musk takeover. So... So there you have it. I think we'll see the, uh, a, a lot more of that. General Motors said over the weekend that they are suspending advertising <laughs> on Twitter until uh, things shake out. Yeah, I doubt that they'll advertise uh, even mm. when it does shake out because uh, the owner of Tesla owns Twitter. So I doubt they'll uh, deepen his pockets anymore. Good point. Yeah. Uh, the Powerball last night was $1 billion, and no one won. Oh. So the next drawing will be on Wednesday, when the Powerball will increase to $1.2 billion. <laughs> Second largest prize in Powerball's 30-year history. The cash option, if you are the one winner, is $596.7 million. And that's, of course, before taxes. But even after taxes, uh, you're going to be north of $350 yeah. Million. yeah, I only play the lottery when it gets this high because the mm. standard $40 million prize would not, wouldn't be enough for me. Mm -hmm. So, well, good luck. I hope someone here wins it. <laughs> no, we don't want anyone here. We'll yes, we do. No, because then they'd probably quit. Probably. Yeah, but it's so much money. It's so much money. Brandon, had, Brandon told me 20 years ago, if he won the lottery, he would retire everyone he worked with. And I never forgot that. You told me you were going to give me half if you ever won the... Remember? Half? Half. Yeah, oh, that's deal. Really? Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's time for Love Living in Jackson, presented by Heather Herndon and the Herndon team at Howard Hanna. And this week, Heather is reminding us the Grand River Brewery is another reason to love living here. Tons of events, great food, original beers on tap. Grand River Brewery, wonderful time, uh, especially around the holiday seasons. It's a great place to gather, have uh, work or holiday parties. So Grand River Brewery. Another reason why we love living in Jackson, thanks to Heather Herndon and the entire Herndon team at Howard Hanna Real Estate Services. More drama in East Lansing. Yesterday, the MSU board appointed a new president, the fifth in five years. The uh, last three had to uh, resign or were fired due to the violations of Title IX. The, uh, various sexual assault allegations and the latest president, Stanley Forced Out, resigned because he fired uh, Dean Sanjay Gupta, who had been involved in some uh, drunken late night shenanigans and it did involve sexual inappropriateness. And the board said, You can't fire. 
Gupta because he brings in the university so much money despite the uh, impropriety. So hmm. he was forced out and now they knew ha have a new president, Teresa Woodruff, who was a faculty favorite, but she's interim. Also, uh, there's still fallout from the big Michigan-Michigan State game. Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh said he will not accept apologies. He wants more. What could he want, possibly want? More I don't apologies. know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else he... I don't know. We're just not accepting anything. Um, I think by the end of the week, this thing's just going to be blown over and we'll be talking about why something. Do we have, why do we have both teams in one tunnel oh, at the I same time? I don't know. Time? It's been like that forever yeah. and things have gone fine. So now all of a sudden, because one thing happens with uh, a rivalry game in the tunnel that we have to change everything, um, I think it's probably on the... Uh, Michigan staff to figure out now how teams will exit and they'll probably do it with a little bit more protocol mm -hmm. uh, than in the past. Single so. file boys one at a time. I don't know about single file but. Are you a Taylor Swift fan? Um, I'm not but I do know she released a new album. Yes and her new album it's uh, historic in the 64 year history of the Billboard Hot 100 only one artist has claimed the survey's entire top 10. Oh, this is, this is serious? All 10 Taylor wow. Swift songs. That's the Billboard Hot 100, the top 10, all Taylor Swift that's never happened ever in the history of uh, the Billboard chart. Does Kanye West own the rights to all of her music? <laughs> I thought you were not gonna talk about it. Sorry. Um, Taylor Swift make me, makes music that the world loves, I think. How about so. that? <laughs> yeah, no, I, we've been hearing it. We've been hearing new songs on the radio, mm. and uh, they all sound the same to me. So my daughter hasn't picked out one that she likes yet or anything like that. So mm. it's amazing, though, just yeah. crazy. And the album instantly went to the top of the album chart. I wonder what her life has been like as a as a celebrity musician. Her entire life, uh, probably the most popular female artist in the uh, country. Her entire life. Uh, must be interesting to see how, see how she lives. It'd be interesting. The high life, no doubt. Well, I don't know how high of a life it is. You got all that money, but you mm -hmm. don't, I don't know, can't go anywhere. Game three of the World Series rained out in Philadelphia last night. Art Prize last week said they were done. What's up with that? It's not true. Um, they, the uh, organizing committee of Art Prize is turning it over to a new group okay. of people. So there will be an art prize, but not in not until next fall. Okay, so they're going to do a one-year hiatus. It's of course it's a huge event for Grand Rapids. It's mm -hmm. uh, one of the largest art festivals in the country. So it would seem uh, crazy when you saw that headline that there wouldn't be an art prize. Yeah. So 30, thank you. Thirty-three million dollar economic impact to Grand Rapids. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Uh, you saw the uh, tragedy in South Korea. That's just absolutely crazy. Um, Korean, uh, South Korean authorities say they had no guidelines for the Halloween crowds. It's like, what? It's, it's crazy. Um, and a lot of people, you know, it wasn't a secret. A lot of people, you know, had been going, going there and the crowds, we, they expected tons of crowds. So it's just, just amazing that something like that uh, has happened. Uh, in modern modern society. That's what, exactly, in modern society, we know about all these. Yeah. Uh, tragedies in history where, you know, a soccer stadium or crowded street, people are crushed right. or trying to get out um, when someone yells fire. 
but to have 151 people die just by being crushed in a crowd. Right, and that's, then that's death, and the amount of people that were injured by yeah. that. You know, most of those alleyways are that uh, were in that nightlight district. They're only 13, 14 feet wide. Um, you know, what you can see on screen right now is about 13 feet. It's just very tight. So uh, amazing, amazing mm -hmm. that uh, there were no guidelines and uh, families want answers. A lot of families want mm -hmm. answers. There were a lot of people there from other countries, a Including lot of people the there States. visiting. And, uh, you know, we had no guidelines and you leave with uh, uh, a deceased relative. I don't think uh, I don't think that's enough of an answer. So sad news, sad news for sure. Uh, high school sports, it's Ooh. the postseason for volleyball. Yeah, let's get to our extreme Dodge scoreboard brought to you by our friends at Extreme Dodge Jeep Ram. No appointment needed on their uh, oil change building, by the way. You can just pull in. They'll get you in and out. Division three at Reading, Homer over Concord, Reed, and then Reading over Quincy. Division three at Addison, Hudson three, Addison one, and it was Napoleon three, Clinton zero. So the winners advance and on deck November 1st, that's today. Volleyball district, Jackson's at Battle Creek uh, Lakeview. They'll play Battle Creek Central at six. And in Division Three, Grass Lake and East Jackson will play. Leslie and Lumen Christie will play as well tonight. And Jackson Christian versus Pittsford in D4. And that's on deck from Extreme Dodge. Thank you to them for helping us bring you our scoreboard and schedule every day. And uh, thanks to Jeff Steers for driving all the way to Reading. I wonder if he had time to stop for a delicious Ray's Burger. I knew you were going to mention Ray's <laughs> Burger. I've never had a burger. Really? I've lied to people about it because uh. we've been there. So you go to Ray's for one of their famous burger? And uh, no, uh, I'm getting a Ray's. report that Ray's is closed on Mondays. Well, no, I'm going to be looking into that, <laughs> see if that's true. But no, I believe the last time Noah and I were down there, uh, Ray's was like, there was like a 10-person line to get in, so oh, we couldn't wow. get in. Hmm. Who's on the show today? Today we have Dr. Matthew Badke, and uh, he joins us right after this quick break. Stay tuned. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. We've got word in that Ray's is actually open on Mondays oh, wow. in reading. Yeah, they used to be closed on Mondays, so sorry for that uh, bad information. <laughs> Our show today is brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishings. They're now in their third generation of being family-owned and operated and pride themselves on offering high-quality brand-name furniture at affordable prices. Thank you to Vermeulen's. The YMCA Party for a Cause is happening next week. It's happening on a Friday this year. Tickets are 50 dollars for members and 65 dollars if you're a community member it's a great event great fundraiser dinner and cash bar live and silent auction it's at the american one event center next friday joining us now is the chair of the science department at jackson college dr matthew badke good morning matt good morning, good morning. actually actually a former chair Former chair. Yes. Were you uh, deposed? Uh, we have three-year terms as oh. chair. Okay. And so my three-year term was up starting this fall. So okay. 
We have a new chair. That's not on the uh, that's not on the ballot or anything. This. Uh... No, it was actually a pretty uh, amicable process. Yeah. I was, I was okay with yeah. turning that over to somebody else. Oh, I'm so, sure. I'm sure yeah. it's a. I'm sure three years is a. a it was a very odd three years yeah. if you think about <laughs> yeah, when exactly. I was chair. So that's yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, what a three-year term. Mm -hmm. Former science chair, Doctor Matthew <laughs> Who's the new science chair? Uh, another science faculty member, Jenna Pruitt. Mm. Okay, let's hope Jenna doesn't have a pandemic to go through. Let's hope not. <laughs> Oh, it's, uh, you know, still the pandemic, uh, the COVID pandemic, and the uh, Mayo Clinic said Jackson County is one of five counties in the state of Michigan that uh, still seeing um, a, a bigger uh, number of cases in the rest of the state, and that could increase uh, as the weather gets colder. Yeah, I was just looking this morning and it looks like uh, all of Michigan counties are either at the medium or low transmission level. Uh, so uh, there's no counties that are in that high transmission level. So that's good. Um, I think that, we're, again, we're going to see things fluctuate back and forth. Overall, if you're curious, uh, cases are trending down over the last month. Hospitalizations trending down. Deaths are about flat nationally. Uh, which is pretty consistent with what we've seen, I would say, over the last six months or so. You'll see little, you know, blips up and down, but um, overall, uh, transmission is still still fairly low, uh, still something to pay attention to. But now, of course, as we're getting into fall, we've got other respiratory viruses that are starting to circulate as well. Yeah, let me ask you about some of those. Uh, my daughter had kind of a two-week run. I know a lot of people have. Um, children are being hospitalized in the country at a higher rate. What do you, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think um, it has to do with, uh, you know, children's immune system being secluded for a few years and getting back out? Or what's your take on, on the RSV? Yeah, I do, think, I do think that's contributing to some of these rises that we're seeing. So uh, something like uh, RSV, which stands for respiratory syncytial virus. It's a very common respiratory virus for uh, younger children. Um, and yeah, the hospitalizations are up across Michigan. I was just looking, uh, several of the larger hospitals are seeing you know, three, four times the number of cases that they normally would see. Um, and a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that uh, you know, kids were, were not in school, mm -hmm. were not in daycares. Um, we know that that's a big way that they get transmitted is when you get all these kids together. And then even over the last year or so, a lot of times they still had masks on and yeah. now we're not seeing masking as much. So. I think that that just makes sense that there would be uh, some immunity that wouldn't be there um, because of how things have been the last couple of years. And for a lot of those, you really just have to wait it out with uh, rest, hydration. Maybe you'll get antibiotics from the doctor, but not not a lot of treatment. Yeah. So RSV uh, is the the problem with that is that in some kids it can really uh, get to the point where they're having trouble breathing mm -hmm. and getting enough oxygen. So um, unfortunately, this was something we dealt with my son when he was about nine months. Um, he had a really bad case of RSV and uh, was having trouble breathing. And, and basically, they just wanted to monitor oxygen mm -hmm. levels and gave him supplemental oxygen and things like that. Um, and that seems to be, for most kids, that's enough to sort of help them get through it then is to just kind of supplement that oxygen. But, you know, there's some kids that, that need even more more treatment to deal with it. So it can it can be pretty nasty. I mean, my son was really sick with mm -hmm. it. And I would say even for probably up to a year after that, whenever he would get 
any sort of, uh, you know, any virus or whatever he would pick up, it would go to his chest and yeah. he would be coughing and having problems with that. So it's, it stuck with him for quite a while. Yeah. So it can, it can be tricky, uh, but for the most part, you're right. It's just, you know, if they're sick, keep them home, yeah. let them rest and, and try, to, try to get over it. Yeah, the, the um, hospitals in West Michigan, according to Cranes, are at capacity in their pediatric mm -hmm. uh, beds. Um, so it's oxygen. It's, it's that's that's the what's happening in the hospital when when a child with uh, RSV that has to be hospitalized. Yeah, what happens from ER to admission? Why why are why are kids being admitted? Well, I think um, I mean that you know obviously not getting enough oxygen is yeah. a big big problem and and struggling breathing and stuff like that is the big thing. So um, just making sure that. Like I said, for my son, the big thing was just monitoring the mm -hmm. oxygen saturation levels. So basically how much oxygen is actually in the blood and circulating through the body and making sure that that's high enough. If it's not, then, you know, then they might need to be admitted. Or hmm. for my son, he, he actually didn't need to go into the hospital. We just went to the ER and, and they dealt yeah. with it for a while and then felt like, you know, it just monitor it at yeah. home. But for some kids that are still continuing to struggle with it or oxygen saturation levels are not high enough, where they need to be, you know, then you might need to be admitted. Yeah. And of course, there are children out there with other ailments that, uh, you know, when they get something like that, it makes it 10 times more difficult as well. Interestingly enough, um, I just saw this morning, actually, there's a, a new potential vaccine that might be coming out uh, for RSV. So Pfizer has uh, just completed a trial, uh, and this is a little bit different. So actually, they vaccinated mom during pregnancy. Hmm. Um, in the like third trimester, um, and then look to see whether it prevented RSV early on. Uh, and, and it seemed to have pretty good protection, about 70%. Um, and that's really the biggest concern is when the kids are really little. The first couple months is really when it can be most severe. Usually as kids get older, uh, they have less likelihood of needing hospitalization or whatever. So kind of interesting thing, supposedly might have approval by the end of, the, uh, end of this year for that. So new vaccines, COVID, of course, now RSVP, on top of all the other vaccines that uh, children are, yeah. are required to have, uh, it's like pin cushions now where we've got so many things that we're protecting against. Is it because <laughs> the, the, the various uh, ailments and viruses are, are uh, just more uh, common or what, what are I think, we- I think just, uh, you know, the drug companies are, are getting better at, at how we produce these vaccines and what we kind of need to do. Uh, again, the RNA vaccine for uh, COVID, a, a brand new type of vaccine that had never been used before. So I think as we're just getting better about some of these newer technologies, I think you're going to see, you know, supposedly uh, Moderna and Pfizer have talked about uh, this technology being used for other things. You know, maybe we can have a vaccine for uh, HIV or maybe we can have a vaccine you know to help stimulate ourselves to treat cancer I mean there's all kinds of potential things that you could do with this new technology so I think we're gonna see uh, more things coming out especially for diseases that are, are more of an issue uh, like RS, RSV that, that cause mm -hmm. hospitalizations and um, make kids really sick you got maybe one shot put all the vaccines in one yeah I've noticed a lot of new uh, commercials on TV for some uh drugs for some ailments that I've never 
heard of. Um, you know, when we see these commercials on TV, you know, the these side effects are always right. uh, worse than the original ailment. Right. What do you make of uh, a lot of the new, like when you see a new drug comp or a new drug hit the market, yeah. you know, in a uh, commercial advertisement? Well, I think, I mean, it, it's just the sort of odd idea of, you know, the importance of marketing mm -hmm. in these things and the importance of, you know, it seems a little bit odd to me that that they're trying to have people come into their doctor and say, hey, I saw this commercial for this drug, should I be on this? You know, which is sort of opposite of how you normally would think. Right. Sort of the doctor would say, oh, you know what, I see we have this problem, would you think about this? So it's just sort of a, you know, just a, kind That's of a different approach that, that you wouldn't normally think of, yeah. Yeah, ask you your doctor if Lavaco is right for Have you ever asked your doctor if anything was right for you? No, but... Because I never can remember the names of them. No, they, right. they, they needed some help in naming their drugs. I, I would name a drug like, uh, like three. You remember there's, that. There's actually, I mean, there's quite a process involved yeah. in that. And, and there's whole teams at pharmaceutical companies that their job is to come up with, because they have the drug name, but then they also have the trade name, which mm -hmm. is sort of what it's known by. Um, yeah. So a, a lot of work actually goes into. Yeah, how do they come up with up. the generic or the trade name? And I like the ones that say, ask, or, Tell your doctor if you have diabetes. Well, your doctor already knows you have <laughs> diabetes. You shouldn't have to tell the doctor. They've got your chart. I guess. That's yeah. true. That is true. Yep. Oh. Great to see you. All right. Thanks, Great man. to be here. The former science chair <laughs> at Jackson College, still uh, professor of biology and chemistry, Dr. Matthew Badke. More of the morning show after this. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to the show. Our show today is brought to you by Summit Heights Dental Care. Summit Heights Dental Care for optimal dental health and wonderful smiles. Quality you can feel, advice you can trust. SmileJackson.com. Uh, I was actually sitting next to the team from Someone Heights Dental Care at, at the, the arena, uh, Optimus Dice yeah, Arena. That's right. And I thought that's a great place for dentists to hang out. It is, yeah. yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Uh, Legau's son and uh, your grandson play on the same team. So, mm -hmm. yeah, if you ever get some uh, teeth knocked out, I think you can get it done right on site. Absolutely. <laughs> Joining us now is the Chief <coughs> Equity Officer for the City of Jackson, John Willis. Good morning, John. Good morning, Bart. How are you, man? Good. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah I was always excited to be here. Good always to see excited. you, John. Always looking forward to it. So. I saw John just uh, about a week ago at the yeah. uh, Harold White Awards Yes, yes, yes. At a very, uh, Human Relations Commission had an excellent 22nd Harold White uh, Diversity and Inclusion and Volunteer Award. So had some, some pretty... Well, well-known winners here. Uh, locally, we had uh, for diversity. There was uh, President uh, Daniel J. Phelan mm -hmm. from Jackson College. Mm -hmm. For inclusion, there was Antonio Gant. Those of you that don't know, Antonio Gant is a strong advocate for returning citizens in our community with an organization called Nation Outside. Uh, we have uh, volunteers for Mrs. Shirley Brown. I don't know you know Shirley Brown, but Shirley Brown's kind of seen all over the place. It's taking uh, this is Mr. Gant right there. Yep, there she is. There's Miss Shirley Brown. 
It's all just recognizing her work that she's done with youth in the community and volunteering as a coach for Jackson Recreation Department for over 30 years. So well, sure, Shirley was uh, was humbled at the event, of course, to yes. win this award. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> Ms. Brown, she's funny. She's like, John, yeah, you know, I'm going to start talking. Up there. I don't know what to say, but once I get started, I can't stop. <laughs> she, she, did, she did a great job, though, man. We were just... Just pleased to be able to, to honor her for, for the duties and things she had. Jacob Innocencio was also a winner. He was uh, unavailable to be there that day for his work with uh, Gro Jackson. Yeah. So the Human Relations Commission uh, selected to honor these recipients. and It was, it was a wonderful event. Well, well supported. We appreciate the community for that support great, uh, and honor of great Mr. Mr. Harold White. Yeah, and great, son, great White honorees. Yeah, talk a little bit about uh, President Phelan. He he doesn't like a lot of the notoriety. No, he doesn't. He, he, gets, he doesn't. He gets a lot done. Yeah, pres pres he, he flies. He kind of stays up on the radar. He certainly recognizes people that do the work, but he's a driving force behind a lot of the diversity things that you see between men of merit, uh, sisters of strength, uh, the affinity programs mm -hmm. that Jackson College has for uh, faith-based groups, uh, Asian American, uh, African American, for uh, faith, uh, just just a lot of affinity groups yeah. that Jackson College is doing to, to work with our community. Classes, entrepreneurial classes at Martin Luther King Center, and different things that they constantly do to reach out, you know, to 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 to, to make sure that education is a, a is equitably accessed by all. So this, yeah. what he does is just phenomenal out there. And his team, the Cindy Kelly, uh, Antoine. We, we work with them all so much. Jeremy, we, we work, they just, they just do an awesome job. So. Oh, it was, I think, uh, just about a year ago, the city council uh, approved spending money on uh, getting a new strategy out the ground called Group Violence Intervention yeah. Strategy. And the G, I think, could also stand for guns. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it could to, to a yeah. sense. It's definitely, you know, the, uh, the the group violence intervention program. Some people call it the gun violence intervention program. Mm -hmm. But uh, yes, the city uh, made made an investment to to see that this was done. Something that our, our chief hit has really worked diligently at for for a number of years, actually, to to bring it to fruition. Uh, they hired uh, Cheryl Raglan as the uh, the, the coordinator for the program. Cheryl's doing an outstanding, phenomenal job. She's putting together um, a team of resources for the people that are involved in this group. And the, the group violence intervention, it, it works to, oh, I don't want to blow her model. If I blow her model, Cheryl's going to have a fit. <laughs> but uh, they, they work to make sure they keep people uh, safe, alive, out, out of jail, do, doing well. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. the, their theory is kind of, Man, I can't remember how to say this. I'm, I'm gonna do my best shot at it, but it's like, uh, we will help you if you let us. Right. We will stop you if you make us. Right. That's so. kind of the theory behind what the gun violence intervention programs does. So, so for me, from my perspective as a community person, it's just it's a different approach than just in enforcement. A lot of times, you, you only hear or you see the enforcement aspect, but this is a, a an aspect of where different groups, different organizations, Michigan Works. Uh, Department of Health and Human Services are coming into the community to find out what are the resources mm -hmm. that's, that's needed to help avoid these type of group violence, gun violence situations. Yeah, and community members are involved. Yes. If I'm a homeowner on uh, you know a certain neighborhood yes. or street that's yeah. got a lot of violence, right. and maybe I'm I'm a leader. Yeah, those are those are people that you are going to talk to. Right, to use, try right. Use, and you and use use the voices. So the the, yeah. the big part, like you said, the gun violence it, it affects everybody. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it does. It's, it's nothing that that any community wants to see. Some of the tougher parts of it are 
the the causation. How how do we eliminate mm -hmm. some of that causation? So how do we get people in situations where they don't have to be involved in those lifestyles, or they understand that they don't? Mm -hmm. So for me and you sitting here, it's easy to say, no, you don't have to be involved in that lifestyle. Right. But some people are not aware of the resources, or not aware of the things that they can do to uh, help themselves avoid those types of lifestyles and uh, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So the gun violence, the group violence intervention program, it's very solid. I can't wait to see Cheryl come out and uh, break it all down. But yeah. she, 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 awesome. she does a really, really great job with it. Uh, it's exciting, I'm excited to even be a part of it, helping out however we can. Yeah, Chief had uh, told the city council last week that this program, which is being implemented in other communities, is working mm -hmm. and has shown signs of progress. But it sounds like this kind of a strategy is a, a long-term uh, process where mm -hmm. it might not uh, produce results or we might not see results for perhaps years. Uh, I don't know the actual numbers for that, so I don't want to misquote them. I do know that in communities where they've been for as little as one to two years, there have been like a 50% reductions in some of those communities. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's pretty rapid in terms of, you know, one or two years. So I don't know what the full, the overall average time that it takes to reduce. I know there are some immediate results. I know in Jackson, we're, we're certainly looking for some, some immediate results. I think there will the, be immediate yeah, results in Jackson yeah, for sure, yeah. just because of already, you know, the established lines of communication right, with all right. our leadership here. Yeah, and we, we're, we're, we're a smaller city, mm -hmm. so uh, I, don't, I don't know where we rank in the statewide or nationally as far as gun violence, but I do know, obviously, we've had some. Everyone knows about it, but this year, just from talking to Elmer and Elmer speaking to our Human Relations Commission and different groups, I know the numbers have been down. Mm -hmm. uh, I know we did have the uh, uh, summit to reduce violence in American One, so there's some other things that the community is doing to hopefully ad address the issues that surround you know, the, that vice and, and try to address it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to some better than long-term yeah. solutions. So we hope they definitely, definitely have an immediate impact on our community. Does the community have to be involved? What, what, is, what does the community need to do to be part of this to make it successful? Uh, the big, biggest thing with the, with the community is making sure that, that resources are available, mm -hmm. making sure that we're getting people information on, you know, if we can take uh, a young man who seemingly has no, in his, in his point of view, hope, and Bart, what I like to say, Bart, I was at Martin Luther King Center for 20 years. And 20 years at King Center, Bart, never one time did a young man come up to me and say, Mr. Willis, when I grow up, I want to be a drug dealer. Right. When I grow up, I want to go to prison for life. When I grow up, I want to shoot somebody or be shot at. Mm -hmm. That was never their dreams. Never dreams for young girls to, to be in the situation that they're in. The toughest part is when you start to see their light, their aspiration, their dreams start to go down. That mm -hmm. light starts to go out. That's the toughest part. The biggest thing, I think, with what this, this program does, what the community is doing, is making sure we provide those opportunities for these young people to keep that hope, to keep that aspiration to, to be better, whether that's through workforce development, whether that's through uh, uh, peer pressure situations, just, just helping them learn how to cope, how to be involved. It's, it's, it's so, and listen, I, I don't excuse, I don't condone anything in that lifestyle, but I do understand mm -hmm. how a lot of them get there. A lot of them get there, and, and you see it. And as a as a person from from Martin Luther King Center, from the community where gun violence has been clustered most in our city, you you see the circumstances and the things that lead them to. Mm -hmm. You can see that path start to go right. or go a little bit for them. Yeah, it's so not I always think, cut and dry like yeah, it's not. Paper. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So 
for the community to be able to provide resources to, to reach out to these young people and say, hey, if nothing else, listen, man, if, if, if you decide this is not what you want to do, reach out to us. I know somebody's got a job over here. Uh, I know James Johnson from the IBEW. They're looking for electricians. You can get a career right here. Uh, I know I know some uh, uh, Zoe Lyons from here. She has some resources. You can help your family with some of the things that you need because, because uh, unfortunately, it's, it's not always nice to say, but these young people, they're, they're going to find a way to eat. Mm -hmm. They're going to find a way to eat. They're going to find a way to be associated with somebody. A lot of these groups end up being just guys that were best friends, just mm -hmm. associates, and end up getting, getting on the wrong path. Somebody gets on the yeah. wrong path. Nobody's there to help them stand up and do something different. Mm -hmm. So that's what the, our, our group violence is doing, is providing those alter alternatives to them. Uh, Jackson community, in my time at King Center, has been great in reaching out. Mm -hmm. So sometimes there's a gap between the resources and the people that need the resources. Mm -hmm. So I think to, to bridge that gap is, is very, very important. Yeah. John, good things happening. Man, it's, it's, it's exciting, it. man. It's, it's always exciting. You know, I, I always tell Bart to come back here and, and hang out at JTV. Me and Bart go way back. And you should and stop by for uh, lunch sometime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you got salad, you've got salad. Next time, salad. <laughs> yeah. Next, we're both on the post-Halloween yeah. salad diet. So, John, thanks so much for being with us today. Always good to see you. Hey, thanks so much for having us, Andy. Appreciate it, man. John yeah, Willis from the City of Jackson. More of the morning show right after this break. The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. Here comes the 35th annual Jackson Story Fast. Thousands of Jackson County school children will be read to and hear great storytellers coming into Jackson for the 35th annual year. 35th year. 35th, 35th year. year, wow. And uh, on Friday night, everyone's welcome to Weatherwax Hall at JSO for a free Storyfest showcase. Uh, Adam Mullima will be one of the featured storytellers. And many of these storytellers have been here year after year. They're spreading out starting Wednesday at Jackson County Schools. And on Wednesday, Silver Tales, which is for seniors, will be at Vista Grand Villa. Now they do want you to re register ahead of time. And there is COVID pre-screening because it's at Vista Grand Villa. The deadline has come and gone, but I bet if you call them today, you can still get in. 517-905-1317. We'd like to now welcome our downtown neighbors from the Jackson County Chamber of Commerce, Tim Booth and Haley Hemming. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning. How are you guys? Good. How are you? Good. Did you guys get candy last night? We did. We did an office trick or treat. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, all, all sorts of goodies. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Good. Mm -hmm. The uh, chamber has been very busy. It's like ribbon cutting season. Yeah, it yes. is ribbon cutting season. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. We've had a number of them. Uh, lots of good things happening in the community. I'll highlight one right next to us, right yeah. here. Um, we've introduced the McKibben Media Group yeah. studio in front of the chamber. Uh, Are they giving you your own show? Let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> they should. <laughs> their, their desires to increase ratings. <laughs> but that has in, entirely changed the vibe up front. They're going to be broadcasting uh, shows from cool. there. So. Um, that's just one of what's been happening. We were over at uh, Jackson High. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Though those two new places, the athletic center and the football field and the natatorium. Are, yeah. 
Yeah. Just great. So. Yeah, it's the real deal. And uh, of course, Nevermore Decor, another ribbon cutting we had uh, last week as well, right downtown yeah. here on Michigan Ave. Lots of good. Yeah, lots, lots of good. good. So before we get to November, because uh, there's a lot going on, let's let's talk about Jaxpo. How did uh, Jaxpo go for you guys? Jaxpo went great. Yeah, it it really did. Um, we had the highest of uh, expectations for all the events that day, including the economic lunch, Jaxpo, of course, and then the after hours. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was very pleased with it, and, uh, and uh, the feedback that I'm getting from the vendors that were a part of Jaxpo. Um, is very positive and it was productive cool. uh, time and investment for them and it, it continued right on through the evening so um, came off very right. very well proud of that yeah Jaxpo after hours uh, we could stay for a few minutes of that but I think that's one of the highlights yeah, the uh, networking and mm -hmm. food drink the awards the building really allows itself to uh, yeah. You know, do a, do a few different yeah. things at once, right? Yeah. Sure. You don't have to tear down, set up. It's nice. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh that's when I'm the happiest when I'm eating. <laughs> but it was it was great. You it's guys, great. Are, yeah, and, you and guys mixed it up this You're year. right. That space is so versatile. Yeah. I mean, we can have a number of things and have it so convenient for all of our guests, you know, just to pop back and forth to the different um, spaces. Yeah. And, you know, the after hours is just a great way to uh, unwind and mm -hmm. just have connections and collaboration in a little bit different way. It was great to have Larry there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, his yeah. food was one of the pick hits of uh, what we offered. So. Mm. Awesome. So November is uh, November's here and Haley, there's some uh, there's some events and I'm interesting in this lunch and learn about embezzlement. Yes. You're going to have an actual Former a, a former embezzler. He went to federal prison twice for embezzling from his company. Amazing. Yep. Um, so it's approaching on Monday um, at the MLK Center, and it is sponsored by Comerica Bank. Cool. Um, it's from 11 to 1, and we also have Amanda Hutchings from Peak Manufacturing speaking upon her story right. because her company actually got embezzled, and she got embezzled by her best friend that yeah. worked there. And, and how cool... Uh, her to be able to come forward with this story right mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people would not want to share this story For but sure. um you know you talk about an asset to the jackson business community someone locally be being able to tell their story mm -hmm. yeah yeah a lot of embezzlements never go reported uh, right yeah yeah, yeah there's or statistics out there for yeah. sure that no one ever comes forward because it's amazing yeah you know, it's something for everybody that's in business uh something to learn from. We've got a little video. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Hi there, my name is Amanda Hutchings. I'm the president of Peak Manufacturing. You may have seen us in the news recently as we fell victim to employee embezzlement. Uh, we had an employee that stole hundreds and thousands of dollars over a two year period. Um, it was a really tough thing that our company went through on a financial scale, um, on a personal scale. She was also um, one of my best friends for the last 14 years. So it's always somebody that you would never expect. It's always a model employee. I mean, her nickname was literally grandma in the company because she was so caring and took care of everybody. Um, so I think I'm ready to tell my story. Um, and I was asked to be part of a event that the Jackson Chamber of Commerce is holding. It's a lunch and learn on November 7th. And uh, the topic is embezzlement. Myself and Barry Webney, he's a two-time felon for embezzlement, are going to tell you um, our stories as well as provide you with very practical um, 
instruction on how you can prevent embezzlement from happening, what red flags to look for, um, you know, what changes to your policies and procedures are, are needed to kind of prevent some of these things from happening. So um, although I'm embarrassed, I'm also ready to share my story so I can help another small business from this happening to them. So I hope to see you guys there. Again, this is the Jackson Chamber of Commerce, the Lunch and Learn, November 7th. Um, go ahead and go online and you can register there. And I hope to see you guys there. Thank you. I think so interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so anyone who goes, it's it's definitely going to be worth your time. A story you don't normally get to hear. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. And hey, victims, hey. they never get their money back. Yeah. I mean, they, they're supposed to, but... Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the interesting things about the program that uh, Haley has set up is, you know, we've got the story from the perpetrator and the mm -hmm. victim. Mm -hmm. And Amanda's going to share just kind of a spontaneous decision that she made one day that actually helped her out in a very significant yeah. way. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh, elements to both of the stories that we're going to hear very on cool. Monday. Very cool. And uh, we're going to get to meet Amanda on JTV later this week. Uh, Post-election Rise and Shine will be coming yes. up. Uh, any uh, any uh, election news or uh, anything on the ballot that the chambers got their eye on? Tim? Well, uh, the rise and shine that we have scheduled for November 11th, uh, we've kind of dubbed that "You voted now what?" Yeah. So we're going to get updates. You know, now what? Right. Uh, mm -hmm. With the uh, millage for the jail, uh, with the uh, term limits on the, on the state uh, proposal one, uh, with the 911. You know what's going to be happening? Mm -hmm. uh, what's going to be happening with that? And then um, uh, we're just going to update. We're going to have topic experts come in and say, okay, you, did it pass? Did it not pass? Yeah. What now? Right. So that's going to be uh, Friday the 11th over at Vista, uh, Vista Grand. And, of course, they'll start at uh, registration at 730, and they go from 8 to 9. Yeah, there'll be a lot uh, to talk there. about for sure that day. Oh, I bet, on the ballot. <laughs> I bet there is. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully all the votes will be counted by then. Yeah, I hope so, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. One week from today is election day. So if you have not, I strongly encourage you to check out what's on your ballot ahead of time. Mm -hmm. You can visit michigan.gov SOS, put your address in, and your ballot will just pop right up. So great to see you guys. Thanks for having Thank us. It's always great to be with you, fellas. A lot coming up with the Chamber. Thanks to Tim Booth and Haley Hemming. Uh, more of the morning show after this. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to The Morning Show. Andy, today's Snakes on the Loose story comes to us from Sweden, not in a plane, but... An actual aquarium in Sweden. Oh my gosh! Had this king cobra snake absolutely just disappear out of its terrarium. Yes, actually, that's the name of the snake, Sir Hiss, or Sir Vas in Swedish. But because the snake escaped from his terrarium uh, box, he was. They renamed him to Houdini, and he's gone. He's back. Thank God. He's back. He was in the building the whole time. And guess what? He just came back into the thing on his own. Yeah, well, that's great. Yeah. It looks... Uh, what's Man. around its neck? Well, I don't know. 
uh, all those things where they dig into you, the, the teeth. It's like a... Uh, if I saw one of those in person, I'd drop. It's like they puff up before they strike. One it's time, uh, I've had a few snake issues. One time I was mm -hmm. doing some yard work and it was just a little garter snake and scared me and I had, I had to dispose of it. I was getting a, a bundle of firewood once mm. from a gas station. And as I was going to grab the bundle, a snake came out. Wow. I dropped the firewood, didn't even pay for it, or I paid for it, didn't take my firewood, <laughs> and I left. Mm -hmm. And I've never gone back to get firewood there. It was not a M&B, Noah. Speaking of mug and bops, there was one on the corner of uh, US 23 and M59 gas station. I highly recommend that mug and bops. What is it? Mug and bops. Like Hot, hot dogs? Noah's favorite gas station. There's oh. one in Grass Lake. Oh. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, you'll have to, you'll have to check that out. There's still some residue in the parking lot from <laughs> a trip to Ford Field. Who's on the show tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow on the show, we have Mark Bernstein with us. He'll join us via Zoom. Also, Kelly Greigel and Erica Steele from American One Fall Car Sale and Tom Rooney. Later today, Mark Bernstein's brother, Richard Bernstein, Michigan Supreme Court Justice, plus Candidate for Senate, Tim Golding, Silveretti from JPS School Board, Stephanie Sharp, and Lisa Kreiderman all lined up today. We'll see you then.